Hi, and welcome to the Man Down podcast, the podcast where we talk all things men's mental health, masculinity, vulnerability, and everything in between. From guest interviews with inspirational individuals sharing their own vulnerabilities, through to the breakdown, where we break down different types of mental health support so that you can make the most educated and best informed decision possible to get help for yourself. As Matt Haig says, man up is not a call to strength, it's a demand of weakness. And the time for man up is over. This is Man Down. I am incredibly proud to say that Man Down is brought to you in partnership with Better, a charity raising awareness around mental health and suicide prevention through a range of exciting events and initiatives. Please head over to www.better.org.uk, that's B-E-D-E-R, or find them on Instagram at better underscore UK. Hello and welcome to the first ever solo episode of Man Down. I have been wanting to do this for almost exactly a year, if not a little bit longer, and the reason I wanted to do it was to explain a bit of the thinking behind why Man Down is alive, what it is, where it came from, my own mental health journey that led into me launching the podcast and to give people some context as to why it's so important to me. And I was actually due to do this as the first ever episode of the podcast, which would have made a lot of sense. But for me, I've mentioned this a couple of times on social media, I have this unhealthy, limiting belief that that runs in my head when I'm not feeling great, that people don't want to hear what I have to say. I have issues around being heard, being seen, that I'm working through. And I think that's part of, of why I'm doing this now is because I feel like it's important for me to share this stuff. So thank you for listening. Thank you if you're a listener already of the podcast. It means a hell of a lot to me, probably more than you realize. And it's really important for me to, to do this and, and share with you how we got to this point a year on from the first ever episode as we are starting to come out of lockdown. This lockdown project is is turning into something new, turning into something else, and I'm very excited to share it with you. So where did this all start? And I think the question, or the better question there is, is how long have you got? Because for me, I've battled with my mental health um, to varying degrees of severity to different lengths for the best part of 10 years, if not longer. And what that looks like obviously is very different to different people. But for me, I struggled a lot with my parents' divorce. My parents got divorced when I was 15 and with 15 being a very difficult part of your life as a teenager as an individual, a very formative period, I struggled immensely, as you would, and it's it's a, a difficult event for any child to go through. And that, for me, was something where I experienced a natural sadness, a natural loss, a grieving process that is human. It's a human experience. It's not something that is out of the ordinary. I'd be worried if I didn't have a, a response to that. But that then turned into a, a place where I withdrew massively. I went very much inwards into my own skin, 
I didn't ask many questions about what had happened. I didn't feel I could connect with people in the same way. I felt scared. As many young men experience, I went the natural route. Well, one of two natural routes, I think. I went inwards, whereas I feel some people, as a an outlet for their emotional repression, would air towards aggression or anger outward expressions of, of their pain for me it was about going inwards and about cutting myself off from my emotional experience and that is so common for men and it's it's a, again a, a part of why I'm here doing what I'm doing is because when we cut ourselves off from severe negative emotions when we cut ourselves off from feeling our pain we find ourselves in a place where we're not feeling positive emotions either. We cut off both ends of the, the spectrum and we're left in this middle ground of numbness, of ill feeling. And that for me is what characterized what I would describe as, as my depression, which was non-feeling, an inability to connect and a loss of passion and enjoyment for things that I'd spent a very long time really loving. And I was high functioning. I was doing well in school. I was ticking all the boxes. I was fitting in. I was playing high level rugby. I was getting by and I was doing well, but inside I was hurting and I was numb. Even at points where I might not have realized it. And as well as that, I have experienced to this day and continue to experience severe anxiety within romantic relationships. And this is something that maybe people haven't heard me talk a huge amount about at length. I think I'm very good at talking about it and then not going into the depths of it. But for me, this is the work. This is something that I struggle with and grapple with. And it's something that, that eats me today. So what that looks like is um, I'll fall for someone. I'll care deeply for someone. And I'll be able to do that and I'll feel comfortable doing that. But I have a very visceral, overwhelming, almost PTSD trauma-like response to a threat of an external party, be that another guy or anybody, any threat of loss of my relationship. And it's a fear of abandonment and it's an anxiety that comes up so strongly that in my early relationships, I would push people away. I would blame my partner for not treating me the way I expect to be treated and I know now how misguided that was and I'm grateful for the work I've already done because when it comes up in my relationship today I know that it's from a place of of pain and trauma in myself and it's not to do with how my partner is acting but that doesn't stop the difficulties that it creates and it doesn't stop the pain that it causes me and so I am continuing to work through that and doing a lot of um, something that we'll probably talk about as we go through the episodes of season three, shadow integration, digging into my own shadow side and bringing that into my awareness. And hopefully through therapy, I'm also at the moment exploring EMDR um, and looking at somatic therapies to help me move through some of these traumatic responses, these trauma responses that seem to be so hardwired into me. So that's why I think, I think, that's why I care about mental health. That's why I'm here. That's why I have a passion for it. But more than that, 
the real reason that I started the podcast was after my own experiences with mental health, I made a lot of progress in the first half of 2019. And in May of 2019, my friend from school, um, George, who I'd known for a very long time, sadly took his own life. And what I'm about to say is unfortunately something that we hear all too often with young men taking their own lives, which is none of us saw it coming. We should have done more. I should have known. I should have asked. And that is incredibly sad. And it makes me quite emotional to this day that this is still something that that happens. And through 2019, that really was a wake-up call for me, both with my own mental health and also in terms of how I interacted with my friends around mental health. I remember being sat in a pub um, a few days after George died and it was the first time I'd spoken to any of my friends, some of my oldest friends, people I'd known in some cases for 15 plus years that I ever spoke about my mental health and what I'd experienced with my own depression and anxiety. And the response and the support, of course, was amazing. But at the time, I felt so transfixed with fear, paralyzed with fear, that it would change the way they thought of me. It would change how people viewed me. And that's so often the trap we fall into as, as men and women is feeling that talking about our mental health will expose us. It's about vulnerability. And we view vulnerability wrongly as a negative. We think it makes us weak when actually it makes us strong. And that response from my friends, coupled with some other experiences, in particular, an event I went to where I met Ben Bidwell, who's been on the podcast for the first time, um, speaking about his story so publicly, so vulnerably, so openly, and seeing the response from over 100 men in that room, the camaraderie, the connection, the ability for us to have a shared experience and the power that that brings. That was the day I decided I wanted to create the podcast. I wanted to bottle up what Ben had created with his vulnerability and share that publicly so that men feel that they can to give men permission not only to have these conversations, maybe you're not ready to have these conversations with your friends and family, but if you can start having these conversations with yourself, if you can start engaging with the topic, that's already progress for so many of us. It leads us to a place where we, again, can share an experience. You can hear a conversation. You can hear a snippet of an episode that resonates with you. It holds a mirror up to say you're not alone. And there's so much value in that. We are social beings, social creatures that crave connection. And we need to feel like we're not alone. And that's why Man Down is here. That's what I want to create. And I've said from the beginning, if I can help one person, if I can connect with one person who needs support, then that's a win. And I'm grateful that I've been able to do that and more. But the work doesn't stop for me as an individual on my own mental health, but also more broadly, as we see the issues of male suicide and mental health more broadly, getting to a point that really is a crisis. And so I have no plans to stop 
this. I have no plans to stop having these conversations to being that mental health badger, the one who doesn't stop talking about it, the one who people feel they can turn to because I do struggle with social anxiety at times. I do feel like I struggle as a result of some of my childhood experiences to trust men in particular. I have a, what I've described as a, a bit of a fear of the masculine. And as a result, I do struggle to connect with men sometimes on a deeper level. But through this work and through ultimately what has been a year through the podcast of therapy for me, it's been cathartic, it's been proper work for me on myself my friends and people around me strangers men i know or have known in the past now feel comfortable speaking to me and having these conversations and that is one of the most important and special things to me about this work that i do and i can feel myself getting emotional again um and that's okay i think the, the word emotional gets a bad rap it gets thrown around as a negative but to be emotional is to have emotions and if you don't have emotions that is strange because you do have emotions so learning how to express them is one of the most important experiences especially as a man that you can go through and it doesn't make you any less of a man being a man is being exactly who you are living in your truth and speaking your truth and I hope through the episodes that have gone before, before the episodes that have gone before and the episodes that are to come, you'll realize that being man enough is being exactly who you are. And that takes many different forms. So we say man down because we're sick of being told to man up. We say man down because of all the men we've lost. And we say man down because we're sick of men being down. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting this and for engaging with it and for coming on this journey with me. So that is it for today's episode of Man Down. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Tune in every Sunday for the next episode of Man Down with our next inspirational guest. If you want to get in touch or if there's anyone that you think should be on the podcast, you can reach out directly on Instagram at jamie.clements underscore or by email on jamie at mandownpod.co.uk.